did I just see a ghost? Ah, ah, ah. You know the blue people with the uh, tails? Hey, good game, shooter. We transition from to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello from the studio in Nitro, West Virginia. This is Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Josh Witt. This is episode 12, Youngstown State Penguins. West Virginia wins by 30 in a tale of two halves. And let's all be honest, we saw that first half coming, right? (laughs) I knew I, I saw that coming. I think Bob Huggins saw that coming. And you can do that against Youngstown State. You cannot do that in Big 12 play and win by 30. It's just not, it's not going to work like that. Coming off of a road win, last game before Christmas break, 6 p.m. start, which is not a time to start basketball on a weekday. All those things were working against West Virginia. And it showed in the first half. And then West Virginia scored 58 in the second half. It was a deluxe 50-burger. All of the toppings were on that 50-burger. Is there a 60-burger? I guess there could be. Remember the last day? And you understand it, right? That first half, how that happens. You went to school. Did a lot of things get done on the last day of school? Did Did a lot get done the last day before Christmas break? I don't remember. I feel like that was back in my day, roll out the TV and VCR (laughs) and pop in, probably not an educational movie, and ride it out into uh, see you all in a week and a half. My kids got two weeks off for this Christmas break, which is unfathomable. Anyway, it's no big deal. I'm not holding a grudge against that. The positives for this game, I mean, Jalen Bridges, Nine points, eight rebounds, couple of dunks, made a three, new hairstyle. But this is where we've got to talk about the Jalen Bridges pepperoni roll commercial. Because I don't know about you, and in talking with the guys from Day One Lifestyle after the game, that commercial really popped (laughs) on the internet. I believe Garrett said that they got one million Hits, impressions, I don't know how the internet works, but six six zeros behind a one impressions on them tweeting the Jalen Bridges pepperoni roll commercial, which is totally makes sense to me. I got to say, it it marked everything I would want from a local commercial. Great music, right? He's in a gym. <laughs> He's he's he can't wear a WVU. Uh, he can't wear a WVU jersey, so he's wearing a T-shirt with his number on it. There's great sound effects as he's taking bites of the pepperoni roll, which is great. It's him ending the commercial with a cheesy line. The the sound, <laughs> the voiceover, fantastic! Like everything about it is everything I'm looking for in a commercial. Like, that would totally fit in if West Virginia was still playing games 
on AT&T Sports Pittsburgh or whatever, if that's still a thing, you slide that in right in between the Twin Lawyers commercial and the local car dealership commercial. You slide the Jalen Bridges commercial right in and it fits like a glove. Kudos to everybody involved with that commercial. Shout out to Jalen Bridges. I think it's going to really propel the rest of his season. The energy that is in that pepperoni roll commercial. Love it. Thank you. I'm glad we have that in our life. And I think it's going to help him on the court. Team wise, and I had to say all that because it's all, I, I don't think I'm the only one that feels that way. Team wise, the free throw shooting, much better. And so everybody that went to the line made at least half of their free throws, which is fantastic for this team. They ended up 74% overall. The guys that make free throws, Outside of Isaiah, did their job. Gabe made one or two. Uh, so free throw shooting, better. We'll see how that looks as we get into conference play. West Virginia did not turn the ball over that much tonight. Only eight turnovers. And Youngstown State, they they threw in some zone defenses, but they also kind of did the old, hey, Kedrian Johnson, I'm going to give you six feet. I'm going to dare you to shoot the ball. Hey, everybody, not Taz and Sean. We're going to give you a little bit of space. And how about you all try to beat us? So that doesn't really scream turnovers. Even so, to keep it under double digits against any opponent is a good thing for this team. And another game where West Virginia holds their opponent to under 60 points, which is that's nine out of 12 games that they've held their opponents to under 60 West Virginia plays slow, and yes, Youngstown State had open looks from three, and they missed them, and teams in conference play are going to have open threes, and my guess is they're going to be better at making those, and West Virginia will have to adjust, but it's, I can go by what we've seen so far, and 12 games in, they just, their rotations look better. We've got guys blocking shots. Jalen Bridges is blocking shots. Polly Polycap is affecting shots. Kerrigan. Like, these are things that we didn't have last season. And it's weird to say that having Derek Culver on the roster. And I'm sure Derek Culver, uh, somebody who knows basketball better than I, would say, here's how he's doing his job defensively. But he wasn't a block shot guy. Maybe he affected things near the rim. I didn't see it as much as I see it this year. And, of course, the stellar on-ball defending of Kedrian Johnson. So 9 out of 12 games, under 60, that's a good sign going into conference play. And the negatives are actually things that were positives during the game to me. I mean, when Sean McNeil went off, he went off. <laughs> Like, all the way off. And so that should be a positive, right? And we all know that Sean McNeil has that in him to just go crazy in a half. We've seen it versus Kansas. We've seen it other times. He did it against Youngstown State. And the last three or four shots that Sean made, I'm like, please, can we save this? (laughs) I know this is not how basketball works, 
But when somebody's streaky like that against a team that's not very good and that we don't need all of those points, I think that there's a budget of shots that you make for the season. Like it's predetermined before the beginning of the year. Like here's your budget of how many shots you're going to make. And when you make a ton of shots against the Penguins of Youngstown State when we could use them somewhere else, I feel like it's just bad budgeting. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I picture the shots like a Dave Ramsey put your budget money in the envelope and then use that money until the envelope is empty. And I'm saying, you know, I don't want the Sean McNeil going off envelope to be empty with 19 games left in the season. You know what I mean? And he's not, there's a, he's going to do this again. I just, at some point, this is just how my mind works. When we're making everything, I I want us to not make everything. (laughs) Because <laughs> I want us to make everything in a game against a better team. That's it. So the the positive was a negative for me. And Malik Curry was doing that even more. Like he was making shots toward the end of the game where the game's already out of reach. And that's probably good for his confidence. And that's it, it's put me, it puts me in a weird position where I'm saying I don't like it when West Virginia is running it up. <laughs> I should always love that and relish that. I'm just saying my mind goes to the to the shot budget. <laughs> and let's budget those out for when we need them. And outside of that, like West Virginia finishes outside of the trip to Arkansas in the middle of the conference schedule. They finished 2021 11-1, which I have to admit is better than what I had in my head. I thought the UConn game was going to be a tough one and could go either way. And I thought the trip to UAB, you know, I could see two losses uh, going in to conference play, and they only have the loss to Marquette in Charleston, South Carolina. So solid win. Yes, UConn was missing two guys, but that's a solid win. Solid road win at UAB. Solid win versus Clemson. I mean, uh, this is, is not – obviously, if they were undefeated, it'd be the peak of what they could do. But to have one loss going into conference play, that's a that's positive. We'll all take that as a win, knowing that we still don't know exactly what we have, and the team's still figuring out what their identity is. And Lord, what's gonna <laughs> what's gonna how are you gonna find out your identity more than going through this Big Twelve gauntlet? It's insane. Thought the league was gonna be down, absolutely not down. So. 11 and 1. Hard to complain about that. Random thoughts coming up. Hey, football fans, I'm sure we all love an action packed, high scoring NFL game. I know I do, but with the latest no brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers bet just $1 on any team to score, and you can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. 
So here's what you do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $1 on any team to score, and you win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TBPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. I'm sorry to inform you, but pandemic, right? Pandemic never left. Pandemic still here. And in the sports world, things that weren't on the radar for this season are totally on the radar now in that they're happening. Pandemic. Games getting postponed. Plenty of people not being able to play in the NBA. They're postponing. They're hiring people on 10-day contracts. ISO Joe is back in the league because pandemic. And I'm not anti-ISO Joe. But he gets the call up. Football postponing. Now we're back to Tuesday night football for NFL. I don't know who's playing, who's not playing. It's all a thing. We cannot be shocked if that happens in college. It's already happened in college. Guys are going on Christmas break. Who knows what's going to happen when they come back. Cannot imagine the Big 12 schedule going off without a hitch, going to be probably postponements. At least they changed the rule. They went into the season like, hey, if you can't play, forfeit. And then they see on the radar the stuff happening, and the Big 12 says, you know what? I think we changed our mind. Not forfeit. Let's try to reschedule the game. And in college football... This is great. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Hold on. It's not great that there's a pandemic. Let me say that. But just if I can try to put this in a vacuum and and get humor out of it, that's what I'm going to try to do here. So Texas A&M, they can't play in their bowl game against Wake Forest because pandemic. They've got enough guys to in the protocol to where they can't even play the game. So Texas A&M, you're out. And everybody in college football like played a, a regular season. It's not like there's teams out there that are four and two or like weird how <laughs> like the Big Ten started at the beginning of the season. So there wasn't any weird scheduling things. And so to get a replacement, like West Virginia got a replacement last year. They got Army. So I understand replacements. But the pool this year, as far as the replacement teams for a bowl game, 
let's describe that pool as shallow, shall we? And so who gets the call? <laughs> a five and seven Rutgers team. <laughs> so great. Hey, Wake Forest, you know how you were going to play. You, you had like an awesome season, one of the best seasons you've ever had in college football. Uh, Got to let you know, you're not going to play Texas A&M. Your reward for the season is Rutgers. <laughs> it's so great. When you shop at the grocery store, do you shop in the grocery store? Or do you press the buttons on your phone and pick it up in the parking lot? I've only done the pick it up in the parking lot a handful of times. And by handful, I think I've just done it once. And that process was interesting. I'm an older person. I like to go in the store. But when you're, <laughs> when you're doing the shopping on your phone and you hit the button like, hey, this is the stuff I want, they come back sometimes with the, we don't have this, can we substitute this? You know what I mean? Like, hey, we don't have Velveeta, but here's some Kraft, or here's some Cracker Barrel cheese, is that a fair substitute? What is the... <laughs> What is the parallel of asking for like putting wake <laughs> putting Texas A&M in your bin of like I want to I want to play Texas A&M send it to Kroger or whoever and then coming back and saying we don't have Texas A&M would you accept Rutgers as a substitute <laughs> What's the food comparison on that like hey we don't have any bananas. We do have banana chips. Is that a similar substitute? <laughs> hey, we don't have we don't have any fresh pasta. We got one of those orange packs of ramen, and it's it's not fresh at all. But it's noodles. Hey, we don't have any cucumbers. We do have pickles. It's such a weird, it's, what would you, what button would you press? I mean, in this situation, Wake Forest doesn't have a choice, I don't guess, other than they could say, you know what, we've had a great season, let's just not do a bowl game. They're in, they're going to play Rutgers, but if in this, <laughs> in this, get the stuff put into my car in the parking lot situation, and you get the notification, hey, Texas A&M not available, Rutgers, is that, a, is that a good substitute? And you have the option, what do you say? <laughs> As a WVU fan, I don't know, I'd be interested to see if WVU is in the same situation, hey, you don't get fill in the blank team. How about Rutgers? I guess a percentage of the fan base would be good for that to 
drum up some old vibes and by old vibes it'd be like West Virginia is the hammer and Rutgers is his nail. Let's do this. Let's get it. Let's get a, a winning record for the year. But it's just such a <laughs> with love and respect to Rutgers football, it's a it's a real downgrade. And I would not be excited as a Wake Forest fan. But I'm not a Wake Forest fan. Final thoughts coming up. Interact with the show. That just means interact with me on social media, on Twitter at I'm Josh Witt, on Instagram at Unreasonable Doubt WV, on the Facebook at Unreasonable Doubt WV, or just type it in the search bar. Interact. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Now it gets real. We all know this. Non-conference play over. Conference play starts. Still the same gauntlet. You know, I had high hopes going into this season that with all the coaching changes and Baylor losing a bunch of guys from a national championship team, that, all right, we may take a step down this year. And the bottom of the league is a defined bottom of the league. And so West Virginia should, they're going to struggle against good teams, obviously. But there's some teams that you can put in the bank as sweeps. Not the case. Iowa State picked bottom of the league. They're undefeated. (laughs) Kansas State, they are not bad. I think they're better than last year. TCU, you could argue, better than last year. Oklahoma, they have a Final Four coach, and they are doing just fine. It's it's rough. And so West Virginia starts this gauntlet, the normal gauntlet, 10 days from now. So we got to go to January 1st before the next WVU game. So on New Year's Day, West Virginia starts the Big 12 schedule on the road in Texas at Austin versus the 16th ranked Texas Longhorns. That is a noon game. It's on ESPNU. And guess what? Texas is really good. They have a really good coach in Chris Beard. The last time we saw Chris Beard, WVU fans, he was having a tantrum at the end of the game, sat on the floor and got kicked out. So maybe, you know, it's it's asking a lot to see him do that every time we play <laughs> Chris Beard. But I've got that in my mind. I hope that's something that can happen. I hope that could be like a, an annual tradition, no matter where he's at, to see Chris Beard lose his mind, fist bump Bob Huggins, and then run off the court. I would love to see that. Probably not going to. Texas is really good. They've got a lot of new guys, and they are deep and talented as always. And Texas, like WVU, they're getting turnovers. They're getting the teams they play to turn the ball over. 
Texas is number one now in turnover percentage. West Virginia has been in that spot. They are down the fourth in that spot. And Texas plays really slow, one of the slowest tempos in Division I basketball. West Virginia plays slow. So don't expect a high-scoring game with these two. But I said that last year when Chris Beard was at Texas Tech and they played in the 80s. So different team, different situation. As always, and you know this, I could be dead wrong. (laughs) Let's see what happens. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, CastBox. If you're listening on Spotify, rate this podcast five stars. They have a rating system now. Hit it. Hit the five stars, Max Preach. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU for the 2021-2022 season. They're 11-1. and one.